listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I have Olivia here, and I'm podcasting from the Milken Conference 2023. Thanks so much, Milken, again for having me here. Olivia, one line, give me your name, your title, and the name of your thing. My name is Olivia Steedman. I am the Global Head of Teachers Ventures Growth, which is part of the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. Wonderful. So tell me about how you got into venture capital and like what got you interested into investing? Maybe to start, I'll just give a little bit of background about teachers. Some of your listeners may not know about teachers. So we are a large institutional pension plan. We have $242 billion of assets under management. We invest globally in multiple sectors and in multiple asset classes. So we do private equity, credit, public equity, infrastructure, real estate, natural resources. And the group I head, Venture Growth, is a group that's focused on investing in young companies. To get to your question about how I got into Venture Growth, I joined Teachers in 2002. Mm -hmm. And four years ago, I started up the Venture Growth program to help give the fund exposure to young companies and companies that were using technology to shape a better future. And so we now have a portfolio that's about $7 billion. Mm -hmm. We have a team of 40 people uh, based in six countries across the world. Uh, We have over 20 portfolio companies in the portfolio, and we also invest in a lot of funds. And to explain how I got into all of that, maybe just give my background. I yeah, am a little bit about your background. Yeah, civil engineer. Oh, wow. Um, after practicing civil engineering for a while, I became a chartered professional accountant. Oh, wow. And then I combined those two things to start in the whole field of infrastructure investing oh. and joined Ontario Teachers in 2002 when they were just getting into infrastructure investing. I wore many hats when I was in that group. And one of the last things I did there was start to figure out how to take on a little bit more risk for the infrastructure asset class, which really meant going earlier in the investment spectrum. So taking on construction risk and the development risk. And as we were doing that, we found ourselves investing in some really neat areas that were capitalizing on the advent of renewables, including in batteries and these kinds of things. So I found myself working with a lot of venture companies. And that was really my inspiration to see these young companies who had fantastic founders who were using their technology and their great teams to shape a better future. So you talked a little bit about your fund and kind of your thesis, but how do you find like your deal flow or your manager? Tell me a little bit about your criteria. Mm. Okay, I changed up the question. (laughs) That's okay. First and foremost, we do look for industries that are large and where we observe there to be large pain points. They're really struggling with delivering their product or their customers aren't happy. 
The next thing we do is we look for category leaders, young tech companies who are proving to make a difference in, in addressing those pain points. And then we study the founders, the management teams, their execution. We generally look at companies who have revenues and you yes. have proven unit economics, and we can see the path to cash flow break even. Okay. And so those would be some of our top criteria. In terms of deals we like to do, we do like to lead rounds. And oh, so we great. have that capability. And really, after we've invested, we like to work very closely with our portfolio companies to take our balance sheet, our networks, our insights, our experiences from all across the total fund and help them as they scale and grow and try and expand their geographic footprint, these kinds of things. In addition to investing directly, we do also invest in funds. So Mm -hmm. we do have a number of investments in some of the world's top tier venture funds. And we find that very accretive to the overall strategy because those funds can be great partners to us, help us form our insights and develop our insights on a particular sector, as well as occasionally give us deal flow. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days? Mostly I'm a consumer of news. I read, let's see, Financial Times, Wall Street Journal, The Information, TechCrunch, the Canadian Globe and Mail. When I do have some spare time, I like to read biographies. One of my favorite biographies is about Frederick Law Olmsted. I don't know if you know who he is. No, I don't know who he is. He uh, he died in, I think it was 1903, but he was considered or is considered the father of of modern landscape architecture. He was the one who designed Central Park. He designed uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. He designed all the grounds in Stanford and in Berkeley and in Mont Royale. So he's very prolific. In addition to that, he also was a study of socioeconomics and he wrote a number of papers on slavery and was instrumental into some fresh thinking around that. He was a very big activist and contributor to the predecessor to the Red Cross. So really just a Renaissance man, a fascinating person. I love to read books about people who have visions about the future and how they can do things in their own day and age to shape something that's going to be happening 10, 20, 30, 100 years out. Yeah, that's amazing. I thought I would have known that having gone to Cal. They didn't tell us that in engineering school. (laughs) All right, so... In two years, bonus question, this is a bonus question, how do you see venture or investing having changed or evolved? Mm. So if we're talking in two years, how do you see it having changed or evolved? I believe that in two years, there will be more consistent participation by institutional investors in the venture growth space. A lot of us are have allocations to the space. We believe they can be very important in our asset mix. And I think we have global perspectives, we have networks, and we have long experiences working through tough cycles that are, I think, going to be very helpful to these young companies as they scale and grow. So I think that is going to be something that, that we see much more of. I also think that we will see more women investing in the venture growth space or we're already seeing it now and I think it's on a great trajectory so that's my that's what I think we'll see that's your projection yeah the next year, the yeah. so let me ask you this you're from Ontario which is in Canada which is not the United States <laughs> so how have you been impacted by any kind of these economic forces and these 
global things happening in the world. Have you seen any slowdowns in your startups or your economy? Yes, yes. I think all of these things that we're seeing out there, higher interest rates, high inflation, and then just specific to the venture growth industry, a kind of a pause. There's a a bit-ass spread that's out there between founders and investors. So it's really served to slow things down. The IPO markets are shut. I think that's really been the norm for the past few months, maybe even longer than that. But the hope is that we start to see a path through that. That would be great. Yeah. So how do people contact you? Email. Email is the best. Yeah. T-V-G at O-T-P-P.com. Thank you so much, Olivia Steedman from the Teachers Venture Growth Fund for being my guest on the Female VC Live podcast. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N.com to find out more. Find us on Apple on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.